Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Cloud 5, the podcast where five British idiots delve into the latest and strangest in totally bonkers headlines and trivia. Before we dive in, some introductions to the cast of irreverent imbeciles who'll be guiding you through this week in weird news. First up, I am Jack. We've got Brandon. Hello. We've got George. Hello. We've got Joe. Hello. And we've got Luke. Hello. Oh my god, Cloud 5 is back. I what know, is this? It's been so long. It's been oh, so no, long. How much everybody's been waiting for this. Oh dude, they've do. been <laughs> exactly <laughs> they've been waiting with bated breath. Oh my gosh. Some would compare it to waiting for Endgame. But, some would yeah. compare it to <laughs> that. Would. I would, would, for sure. Uh, we're back for a uh, special one-off Easter episode. This, e- this episode will be going up uh, on Easter Saturday, um, which my will be very exciting. It, uh, it's one of my <laughs> favourite Easter's anyway. Um, it's been over a year since Cloud5 started. Um, it's been a year. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, felt, it's felt like a like an age. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, we never got a chance to thank everybody properly, like with our voices in person for listening uh, and, and for clamouring for our return as well. So thank you all for that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, special thanks to devoted listeners, uh, Nell Westbrook, Brani Horton and James Dennis, who've been pleading for more Cloud5 uh, and will no doubt be first in line to receive the hideous, uncool, bollock related merchandise we inevitably release. That oh, you, you guys will get that. Uh, it will just be like a hoodie with just a pair of testicles on it. <laughs> not cost 50 pounds i want one can i i one? I, I would wear one and uh yeah so much has happened since we uh since we were last here um three of it jack uh luke and george i don't know why I'm referring to myself in the third person the three <laughs> of us we're at uni uh brannon's been studying for his a levels joe has been i don't know like killing homeless people dressed as a woman or something <laughs> no, no, i don't know what you get up to mate <laughs> don't know what you do eats ultimate ramen and kills women <laughs> great i love that yeah it's a it's a great hobby to have but yeah with a warm welcome to new and old listeners let's jump straight in first up what is it guys it's 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 bollocks it's the bollocks one jack it's the one with the bollocks it's the one we have to identify the bollocks (laughs) (laughs) it's not that we gotta find them it isn't we have to locate them jack I don't know how many times I have to go through this. We did this last episode. I said, first up, what is it, guys? And you said, factoids. And it's like, no, it isn't factoids. Well, that not. is at the end. Jack, it's headliners. It's been so long that you've forgotten that it is actually the bollocks first. It's headliners. It's, I know it's been a while, Jack, but you've forgotten the order. It's factoids first. <laughs> the gaslighting Jack now. No, it's headliners. The segment where you lot fill in the you gaps thought. of the zanest headliners I could find in the depths of the internet. All right? No, yeah. no bollocks here. This okay. is just there will be some there. filling the gaps. Okay, this is just filling the gaps. Remember, we we we've done twelve episodes of this show. Twelve. <laughs> wow. don't, don't even know the fucking order. Okay, <laughs> first headliner. This is from Euronews.com. Swedish Supreme Court judge fined for blank eating a baby. That would a, a fine. Baby. Is it one a word? Small Jack? fine. Uh, no, it's uh, it's four. It's four. Eating a eating baby. A male baby. <laughs> eating a male baby. The, if, if eating a female baby would incur a smaller fine. A lesser charge. No, yeah. That's legal. Is it having sex with lawyer? Oh, interesting. That would be that would kind of work if that was like a kind of big scandal. Yeah, you know, sex they're, with they're in proximity uh, to each other. Lawyer. 
Bro- <laughs> sex with Broody Lawyer. <laughs> oh, not Broody Lawyer, my least favourite character. That's incredible. Uh, no, it's not that. Although that's just a, st- a stunning guess. Is it becoming the neighbourhood fiend? <laughs> what? what? I love the idea that, that like the N and F of neighbourhood fiend is capitalised. Like that's a title. Yeah, neighborhood fiend. <laughs> they became they they filled the the vacant role of neighborhood fiend. Yeah. What Brandon? What does a neighborhood fiend entail? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, you don't know. It's fiending. Is it flinging poo in court? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally, not even metaphorically flinging poo, like a- actual dung. Yeah, it is a common occurrence. Yeah. I do it all the time. Is it lying all the time? Uh, <laughs> no, it is not. The headline is Swedish Supreme Court judge fined for stealing meatballs from Sharp. <gasps> Ikea. Was it Ikea? Was, was, was it Ikea? Shop? Ikea, yeah. No, it was not Ikea. Wow. A Swedish Supreme Court judge has been convicted of shoplifting a Christmas ham and meatballs, prosecutors said. The 67-year-old judge was fined 50,000 kroner, which is uh, Swedish money, I guess. That comes to about 4,800 euro. Uh, All for a ham and some meatballs. Yeah, when she was caught red-handed in a grocery shop in central Stockholm shortly before Christmas. In addition to the ham and meatballs, a traditional Swedish New Year's Eve dish, she had reportedly tried to steal sausages and cheese hidden in a woven shopping bag. Not the cheese. I bet you she's not like... Has she got a prosthetic leg? Uh, I don't know her. That is perfect sausage storage device. You're you're so right, Brandon. It it is indeed ideal storage. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she does have a a prosthetic leg. I'm going to assume no. Um, You can't do a headline without asking us, can you? No, you're right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should have have done more research. Uh, The judge resigned from her post in February where press reports first emerged about the investigation after a long and distinguished career. She'd spent two <laughs> decades at Sweden's Supreme Court, where only 16 judges sit. It's a really prestigious position, and she's ruined it all because she just couldn't resist the meatballs. She's just hungry. Is she not paid enough? Like, why is she stealing? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I don't know. Got, Maybe got she's, like, moronic fingers. or something. Maybe she's a lobotomite. <laughs> <laughs> like a us. Lobotomite. Would you say a faggot is quite close to a meatball? I beg your pardon? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, brother. Did you just straight up? Oh my god! Okay, I, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure we're we're, we're probably that, probably yeah, pretty we're, close. Yeah, I we're reckon. cutting that. Yeah, no, but I know I know what you mean, Brandon. It is that is actually a, a food item that is quite like yeah. a meatball. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I googled it and it just no, I didn't. Oh no! Oh, don't Google it. It says the average pay uh, for a judge in Sweden is uh, two hundred forty three thousand one hundred fifty one kroner a year. What? How much is that in pounds? That's quite a lot. Oh, it's not. It's not a lot, really. Oh, no, that's not a lot. That is £21,000. Really? That can't yeah. be right. Oh, they must get the rest in tips. Tips? A judge getting nice tips. Branded. I think there's no word for that, everyone. It's even less in Swedish Krona. It's 19000 Damn. So, so, wow, maybe that's just kind of laying bare the, uh, the unfit state of the of how much judges get paid in that country. She's the only one who got caught. That was a real crime. Yeah, do you reckon they all do it, Joe? They all do it. It's, it's always... Meatball uh, fiend. The, 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 the long robes that the judges wear is just to, to conceal the, the massive yeah. meatballs that they, they steal on a daily basis. <laughs> that's why we were sitting down, because they stood up and the meatballs would fall out. <laughs> Can you imagine oh they stand God. up to, to to give a sentence and there's just meatballs just fall everywhere. Just like flood out. Just come flooding like, out. Like Home Alone. But when in Home Alone did the meatballs come out somebody's ass? Uh, no one, <laughs> no, no one mentioned an ass, George. Oh, 
I thought you said when you stood up and meatballs fall out, I just sort of assumed that. You, yeah, I do. Yeah, honestly, yeah. you imagine what you want to imagine, don't you? To be fair, yeah, I do. <laughs> you imagine what you want to imagine. Uh, but no, that is that is the he- first headliner. Swedish Supreme Court judge fined for stealing meatballs from shop. None of you got it right, and therefore we have to end the show there. I'm afraid. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. <laughs> we all lost. We're all losers today. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Second headliner. This is from UPI.com. Ukrainian civilians reportedly kill Russian troops with blank. Um, Nerf gun. Crowbar. Is it frying pan? Loaf of bread. Vegetables. Groceries. Vegetables. What did we, what did we get from, uh, from, from Luke and Joe there? I said frying uh, pan. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> so long ago. Is it general home <laughs> items? <laughs> no, it's not general home items. It is an uh, item of food. Is it miscellaneous sponge? Aubergine. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it like? Oh no, it's different. That Ukrainian like lady like threw a tin of tomatoes at a Russian drone and it broke. Yes, yes, oh, yes, she did. Gun. Oh, Nerf gun? No, it wasn't. It was not a Nerf gun. Nerf gun is not an item of food, sadly. Assault <laughs> rifle <for me. laughs> with edible assault rifle. No, boiling hot soup. Oh no, that would be great. Like dropping it like yeah. through murder holes in a in a siege. Uh, no, uh, Ukrainian civilians reportedly kill Russian troops with poisoned buns and alcohol. What nice? nice. No, not poisoned yeah. buns. Poisoned buns. We've we've actually talked about the uh, on buns. the show the cream bun situation. The guy that was killed by cream bun. These th- that one was not poisoned. That was because he'd had a massive dinner and then fourteen cream buns. Uh, this it's one is poisoned. It, although it would be funny if they were trying to kill <laughs> the Russian troops by just overfeeding them. To tell them cream buns. Like a, like a hamster. <laughs> just feed it too much and it dies. Uh, yeah, no. Multiple Russian soldiers died and many more grew ill after being served poisoned food and alcohol in the Ukrainian town of Izium officials said on Saturday. At least two troops of the 3rd Motor Rifle Division of the Russian Federation immediately died after eating stuffed buns from residents of Izium. Immediately? Immediately. Another 28 soldiers who ate the poisoned buns have been hospitalised. What did they poison it with? I actually don't know what they poisoned it with. I'm sure there's many things they could have used to poison it. The holy words of Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Amen. A curse. Have you heard of Igor from Ukraine? Who is Igor, Brandon? Who's Igor? What? So basically, right, there's this guy called Igor, and every morning he goes for a stroll in his in the nearby forest, and one day he found an abandoned Russian Tor missile system. Whoa. So he, he took it for himself, and it's worth 20 million. <laughs> he so just claimed on, it. Yeah, if you go on Wikipedia and you look at I countries that own it, Cyprus has six, Egypt has 16, Greece has 25... Igor from Ukraine has won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Oh, Igor. Igor. It's not government owned, it's privately. It's Igor's. Igor owns a bloody missile system. The People's Republic of Igor. Shout out to Igor. Shout out to yeah. Igor. Igor, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we if love you're listening what you're to the, the Cloud5 right podcast, well please done, Igor. get in touch with us. Ukrainian government officials also said around 500 Russian troops, which is quite a considerable amount, Occupying the town grew extremely ill after consuming poisoned alcohol. What do they poison it with? I again, oh, I don't oh know, but the, the the Russian government is classifying the cases as so-called non-combat losses. Um, 
And uh, the poison libations are one of multiple unorthodox strategies employed by Ukraine's uh, scrappy resistance, which has been largely led by civilians. One form of defense, it actually says in this article, Brandon, uh, invading Russian forces included a Kiev woman who downed a suspicious drone by hurtling a can of tomatoes at it. So she's powerful. Brandon, for your knowledge of the uh, of the news, uh, I'm going to give you a point. No, yeah, I get a point. point. Do I win anything in the end? I get a point. Uh, No, not not to my knowledge. But I'm sure we can devise some sort of prize, maybe? A cream bun. Oh, no, Brandon. No, <laughs> that would some, not be wise. some alcohol. <laughs> Brandon, you get you get a cream bun per point, and I'm going to make a point of giving you 14 <laughs> points by the end. <laughs> see if I survive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It'd be a scientific experiment. We can study you in a science club. I think it's quite incredible <laughs> that, the, that the Ukrainian resistance has been able to... Um, you know, put up such a great, good fight with like limited resources, right? I mean, doing away with like that many people just by poisoning buns and alcohol is like pretty fucking awesome, isn't it? It's true. I can't lie. If I was there, it'd be over by now. Yeah. Well, it wasn't it Mark Wahlberg that said something like, "Oh, if he was on the plane for nine eleven, he would have stopped yeah. it." He's just too cool. <laughs> did he actually say that? Yeah, I think he did. I'm, I don't want to <laughs> throw around fake news because I'm a man no, of the I, truth. I, I, read, I, read, I can't lie. I Mark, he'd well. probably be annoyed if you start. I share about him, Jack, so I wouldn't... Yeah, but to be fair, Mark Wahlberg has a, a long and documented history of hate crime, so I, I think... Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. I don't like hate I'm not, I'm not too fussed about upsetting him, to be honest. Yeah, look that up if you want to have a fun read. Sure. That's, uh, that's the end of the second headliner. Third headliner from CBC News. Blank. Used as weapon in assault on Brandon Store Clark. Wait, what? Yes. What? Brandon? Brandon? Yes. There is a place called Brandon, guys. I suppose the place was Brandon Road. Yeah, I, I own it. I, I believe it's I believe it's in Canada. I believe it's just Brandon here, isn't it? To be fair, most North American place names that have probably have a parallel in Stone. England somewhere. It needs to be original, you ask me. Yeah, idiots. Yeah, Brandon's yeah, in Suffolk, but I believe cats. it's also yeah, yeah. a place in. Yeah, it's a city in Canada. How many? Wow. What, what's his population? Well, this is from a Canadian news outlet. This 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 headline. Fifty-one thousand. <laughs> they all love you. Wow, there's never been such a place with that many people in all at once. Yeah, they're all in Brandon. It um, looks desolate. <laughs> they're all inside Brandon. <laughs> so that's a classic Friday night, Brandon. <laughs> Headliner. Blank used as weapon in assault on Brandon Store Clark. Banana. Dildo. No, it's not banana. Although it is another food item. Is it poison buns and alcohol? <laughs> no, although that would be it would be incredible if it was poison buns and alcohol, but no. Give give me um like a hint. I could give you guys a hint. This is your your one and only headliner hint. Oh god. It is Easter related. Oh, is it an Easter bunny? Is it an egg, Easter egg, 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 egg. It's an egg. It's an egg. I bet it's a solid it's chocolate egg. rabbit. It's an egg. It, it has to be an egg, Jack. No, no, it's one of those solid rabbits because they, like, pack a punch. Brandon, fittingly for a, an article set in Brandon, solid chocolate bunny is the exact wording of the headliner. No, no, no. Is it actually? <laughs> yep, solid chocolate great. bunny used as weapon in assault on Brandon Store Clark. So that's another point, Brandon. Brandon's going to get all the points. He lives there. He lives there. Obviously, he knows. It was him. He's the mayor of Brandon. Yeah, it was me. I did the attack. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, a uh, a 27-year-old man is accused of stealing from a business and assaulting an employee with a solid chocolate bunny. Yeah. Uh, officers were called Thursday afternoon after a man stole merchandise at a business on Victoria Avenue. An employee who confronted the shoplifter was hit with a Mr. Solid brand chocolate bunny, police say. Mr. Solid? That's a horrible name Mr. for a face. Mr. Solid. That's what they call me back at the club, Mr. Solid. They call me Mr. Flaccid. Mr. Rock Hard. The guy who was hit by Easter Bunny must have been hopping mad. Am I right? Oh, Joe, please. <laughs> oh, God. No. I have not missed the Joe puns. I've not uh, missed the Joe puns. Yeah, a Mr. Solid brand chocolate bunny. The accused shoplifter ran away, but was found and arrested nearby. Ran away. Whilst... So you're telling me he went in... Stole a chocolate bunny, hit the guy with it, and then ran. Uh, I don't know if the bunny was the only thing they stole, but the bunny was the weapon. That's terrible. Was it refrigerated? I assume so, to get that level of of solidity. You're right, Tuck. An extra level of solidity. Was it chocolate or was it concrete? (laughs) It was made of... It was made of chocolate. There were there was the intent. This bunny, when the bunny was made, it was made to be eaten. Turns out by chance that that exact bunny was mixed up by the by the concrete factory. Oh, yeah, and a, just a, concrete. A, a freak accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a freak accident. One. He picked up the only concrete one. Yeah, we hit, hit with a hit with a Mister Cement brand chocolate bunny. <laughs> <laughs> He was found and arrested nearby uh, while still in possession of stolen merchandise. According still, to police, did he still have the bunny in hand, or did he leave it at the crime scene? No, the bunny was returned to the store. Oh no! Um, so someone else could buy it and eat it and yeah, it's like a dark artifact now. You know how some people like collect like shit from like crime scenes or whatever, like like collectors' items. That's what this bunny will be. It's still covered in the blood of the employee. (laughs) (laughs) The man was released from custody and will appear in court on charges of assault and theft under five thousand. Free my boy. Free him. him. No, let's not free him. We've. Do We've we, got to pick yeah. and choose between who we say free. This guy attacks somebody with a with a with a solid object. Free him. Really don't he didn't know it was concrete. He boy. picked up with a Mister Solid object. He might not have known. He might have thought it was chocolate. He wants to give someone a nice Easter surprise. <laughs> but it was actually concrete. Let's not rewrite history and say it was I'm, made I'm, of concrete. I'm, it wasn't made of concrete. It was made. It was made of chocolate. Please, a public information officer for the uh, Brandon Police Service. This is a statement they released. This is not an April Fool's Day joke. The weapon that the 27-year-old male suspect used was less than typical from what employees would normally see or be assaulted with. How often does this happen? How often are they assaulted? I'm just trying to do their job. No, seriously. This this public information officer said, I know oftentimes the people will use whatever is in their hand to commit assaults, but Quite often, it's something more typical than a piece of food. It's so funny. It's like, oh, normally it was a baseball bat, but this time it was a yeah. Normally it's just a gun in my face, but <laughs> yeah. this time I decided to switch it up a bit. It's a strange departure from the AR-15. This time they're using a, a Mr. Solid chocolate bunny. Concrete <laughs> rabbit. I'm naming my next pet Mr. Solid. I'm naming my son Mr. Solid. <laughs> First name, Mr. Yes, second name, Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. I hope everybody's celebrating. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be pretty much Easter, so I hope nobody is assaulted with a chocolate bunny. Happy Easter. I hope you rise from the tomb as well. I hope your chocolate eggs are not filled with concrete. That is the last thing we want. Unless you're an op, and then... (laughs) If you're an op, of course, that's different. Unless you enjoy eating concrete, that is the only scenario (laughs) that I think it would be good. I pray you wake up and your lungs are concrete. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Goes for a swim. Great. You give birth to a baby.
and the only thing that comes out is concrete. Oh, Brandon, I'm just imagining it like a childbirth with like concrete <laughs> flying out. <laughs> just like pouring out. It's like a out. big slab, like a big foundation. <laughs> it just keeps going like, it's not, like more than like the anything. woman. It's just like a like, block. Infinite it's concrete glitch. Infinite concrete glitch. <laughs> 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 wow. Unpatched. Uh, uh, if you have any headliners for us, please send them to cloud5cast at gmail.com uh, or tweet us with uh, hashtag cloud5 on Twitter. Or don't. Yeah, or don't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Yeah. I'd rather you didn't because that's just effort, so don't. Before we move on to this week in weird, I have uh, we're getting some responses from an Instagram poll that we put out earlier today. Wait, when was this? That was an Instagram poll? Yeah, there was an Instagram poll. Uh, but before I read some of those uh, questions that we've been asked by our loyal viewership, we tried to get in touch with uh, a very special listener by the name of Ronnie Lobster. Oh. <gasps> Ronald, Ronald McLobster. Yeah, Ronald. We tweeted at him. We tweeted at Ronnie Lobster. Ronnie Lobster. At Ronnie Lobster. Lobster. Uh, we're recording an episode soon. Uh, any fun stories for us? And he said, he, he actually got in touch with us There's and responded no saying... He replied. No, he fucking did, I promise you. He no. replied, Can't think of many, but my wife threw a metal pipe at a pigeon this morning. <laughs> are you lads back for a full season? Yes, he said. we are actually <laughs> I will back be now. for a full season. I will be back as if Ronnie Lobster comes on the show, we'll do this. I'm so divided as if if, 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 he's, if he's real or not. I don't know. I honestly don't think he's a real man. Oh, don't say real. that. Don't say that, can't Luke. can't crush our dreams like that, Luke. <laughs> Can you imagine? Sorry, can you imagine if Ronnie Lobster is real and we're just, just constantly debating his like existence crying. on the show? <laughs> be, like, be like, this man can't be real. No, I am a real boy. He's crying. He's crying with his wife and the, with a dead pigeon outside, yeah. <laughs> crushed by a metal, metal pole. Metal pole. Yeah. <laughs> metal. Metal <laughs> Easter bunny. Yeah, but uh, Ronnie Lobster, for those who don't know, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, Ronnie Lobster, uh, when we first came back uh, for what we thought was going to be a season two, it was only two episodes long, but we we, we thought we were going to have um, a lot more episodes, and Ronnie got in touch with us via email. Never heard of this guy before in our lives. And he, 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 he sent us a message talking about this, that, and the other, and he sent us a news story about a guy who like, burned his house down trying to put steak in a toaster. And oh, um, and it was, it, was, it was a great, Classic great headline. Ones. And the, the mystery... And the enigma of Ronnie Lobster has plagued us ever since then. And it's even the second name is just is just playing in my mind. <laughs> Lobster. If it was if it was Mr. Ronald Banks Lobster. or something like that, I wouldn't question it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in person, we've literally been talking. We've been accusing members of our friendship circles of being Ronnie Lobster. I think everyone's been accused at some point. Ev- at least every single member of Cloud Five, plus like my cousin and like everybody else, <laughs> like various listeners Anyone of the podcast, have been accused Any- of being Ronald Lobster. They are in fact the lobster the lobster among us but thank you for that story ronald we were hoping <laughs> when we said stories when we said stories we were hoping more for like a news story but i'm glad that you, you've told us about your wife and the pigeon situation that's great yeah. thanks for keeping thank us you. and the world updated you're keeping so the podcast much. alive please please send us more like even though this is just a special episode one off if you are still out there um and want to just send us us shit please please, seriously we'll just we could we could come back and do like a 15 minute thing of just talk about ronnie lobster okay so we have some questions from our from our viewers we do okay first question which one of your cast members do you bring to a desert island so i'll go one by one Oh. And we we each have to choose a single person to take to a desert island. Brandon, Easy. you first. Can I can I say two people? My reasons why, or do I have to pick no. one? 
one. You have to choose one. But tell us who the, who the two are that you're torn between and then weigh them up. We can talk about pros so and cons. I'm torn between Luke and George. Right. Because Luke has like the biology knowledge. Like He knows what plants will kill me and what plants I can eat. That's true. George, he just he just knows it. George knows <laughs> engineering. George could build a bridge out of there. Yeah, George I could build a bridge all the way bridge. to the mainland. Oh my god! I think I I I Brandon. I'm just gonna say I think I having heard your reasoning, one person is winning in my head. But I'm not gonna tell you. I'm just gonna let you go ahead and choose. <laughs> it's George. I think I'm gonna go with George. It's definitely George. It's definitely George. Obviously yes. George. Brilliant, <laughs> great. We can build a bridge. Home. Don't worry about food, Brandon. We don't need food where we're going. No. We're going home. Wait, do we wait, 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 Jack, do we get items? Uh it's not oh. a detailed hypothetical. This is, this is just a question that's been asked to us. <laughs> oh, actually, if we get time, I got asked a hypothetical I need to ask you guys because it really stressed yeah. me out for a couple of hours. Well, don't worry, we'll uh, we'll get to it after these <laughs> after these viewers' questions. I'll come <laughs> right back to you. Hours. Brush <laughs> <laughs> is just sitting in his room, like, in bed, like in tucked up, like shaking. Between anime episodes, going, no, 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 no. What would I do? Um, okay, I, I would take, uh, I would probably take Joe because of Joe's feral hatred of animals. Um, if there oh, were any animals stress. on the island that we needed to eat, Joe would go after them on all fours, Jack, and I, I think that that would be as well. Joe would eat you. You're, you're also a feral animal, Jack. You need to be put down for the good of the island. You consider me an animal. Joe, we're not building a civilization. I'm afraid you're not fit for the island, Jack. Jack, you're oh, basically God. taking like a serial killer to an island with you. I've got to say, maybe I regret my decision, but I also it's think it's very funny. I always th- also think it's very funny that, like, and depressing that I would not fit the purity standard of an island of two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have high standards. You just don't meet them. Luke, what about you? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. Um, I'd probably take George. I Let's think go. That- that's, I think that's they're in between guys. us. Plant boy and bridge boy. We would plant boy bridge boy. We would make a bridge um, out of plants. <laughs> out out of plants. Yes. <laughs> that 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 we gather. Um and yeah, I just think it'd be a great time. I love the idea that like you build a like you wouldn't even build a bridge all the way to the mainland. You just build a bridge like just on the island, like out of sand, <laughs> like two rocks, and it's like oh, it, oh. it's finished. Hang on, hang on, Jack. We've got to make our island look nice. How else are we yeah. going to live there? How are we You're going so to get right. from one rock to the other without the bridge, Jack? Are you stupid? <laughs> You're so right, Joe. What about you? I would take Luke so I could sacrifice him for sus. <laughs> <laughs> You would sacrifice me. And like, like you wouldn't be able to sacrifice the rest of us. It's just that Luke is the most expendable. Like, what's the logic? <laughs> Only Luke would do. Logic is I want sustenance. He's the most virginal of us all. Virginal. The most, uh... He's pure, pure meat. Pure the, most, Un- the most supple, unspoiled. You're lying for supple. I'll take that. This is so disturbing. Uh, after that horror show, what about you, George? I would take Brandon. Oh hell yeah! Because does about the rocks, isn't it? I don't know. I'm going with my instinct here. I'm going. He knows about rocks and stuff. We could we could totally make arrowheads. Oh, dude, that's oh, yeah. also yeah, like you could, we could probably throw a rock because he's good at rocks and stuff like that. So he could yeah, probably, like, I'm, pick up I'm rocks very good like at throwing rocks. Yeah, so you could he, he could probably like he could probably get rocks or something to do with a rock or like you can, probably... you can make like stone knives or something so you can kill and eat each other with more ease. 
Yes. Like, yeah. Get rocks and just like do stuff. Just because we're not an island doesn't yeah. mean we can't be civilized. You know. I, I'm just vaguely offended that nobody picked me. If I could have two people, Jack, I'd take you for sustenance as well. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jack. <laughs> sorry, Jack. I'd, I'd, I'd bring, I'd bring you so you could make sarcastic comments while I'm making <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> Jack, I'd take Great. you as my second person as well, so me and Brenda could eat you. <laughs> Oh, amazing guys i love you so much thank you great uh, oh yeah i get pity votes so that so that i can be eaten great Jack, because you got zero votes there you're on minus one point oh no oh, we take a cream bun from you i designed the show i don't get points that's that would be wrong well, i could just give i could so. just award myself 30 points and win every episode <laughs> give us the <laughs> cream bun you better start bucking up your ideas because you're on minus one. You're going to lose. You could be tonight's biggest we to the, loser. <laughs> we get to the end of, of every episode, and I'm like, "Oh well, uh, Brandon seems to be in the lead on the points, so I can tell you that the winner is me." Good night. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for asking that question, uh, Harry Singleton. Thank you for for writing in. Oh, Harold. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you. Wait, Harry. you can see, you can see who's written the question. Oh, yeah, no. of course I can. Oh no! Stop, <laughs> thank you, idiot. What, are you doing? <laughs> what have you? What has Luke sent in? Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Oh, it's it's not. It's not too bad. I Question from was... Luke Potter: Why is Joe so thick with three C's? <laughs> Why are you so thick? Well, that's a question that even science can't answer. Even science can't answer. I've been studying him for years. Two other members of the podcast have have responded to this poll. Joe has responded saying, "How much gungus can you fit in your mouth?" What is gungus? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And how much of it can you fit in Joe, your mouth? Joe what, Joe, what is actually wrong with you? What is the gun there? I'm going to be sick. That's so what, funny. What, what does that mean? <laughs> Show me your gun. Show me your gun. He's thought about that and thought, that's a good question. Like that's that. such a good question. I think it's got a as well to you, brother. You've asked your, your own podcast that question as well. <laughs> I need to Answer it, Jack. How much gungus can you fit in your mouth? Quantify it for me, Jack. I need to exactly the square. Thing. I need numbers. How you better much... be rookie numbers. Yeah. How much can you fit in your mouth? How much, much gungus? gungus can you fit? Loads. Just fats of it. Gungus. Give us numbers, Jack. Why is gungus, How Joe? Is Joe, what is actually? What actually is gungus? <laughs> it's a new word. Oh no. A new word. I'll tell you one day. I'm gonna okay. Gungus. Will you show it's me? Not today. I'll show you my gungus, John. Oh God. <laughs> other other people have responded. Um, ben asked the question. Ben White asked the question. Brandon, as a geologist, how many rocks do you consume a day? <laughs> ah, um, I have actually eaten a rock in the past week. Um, yeah, you were telling me about that actually. It was awful. Why? Wait, what did you eat? So when I was on my um field trip it was a beautiful outcrop of some sandstone like you know beautiful time so <laughs> I, I took some off and i just took a bite out of it and there's now a video Why? on the uh-huh. on my phone of me taking a bite out of this rock well so there you are ben that's at least one um i also eat a lot of pyrite because it has cyanide in it or arsenic uh, no, arsenic yeah uh, mm. arsenic yeah it's important to distinction also to salt isn't salt rocks? Yeah, I eat all the salt. Mm. Yeah. Oh all shit! Yeah. It, oh my god, Brandon, I'm gonna have to ask you to cal- quickly calculate for me how many crystals of salt you've eaten over your entire life. 
Okay, okay, no. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, crun- problem right I'm now. crunching the numbers. While you're crunching the numbers, I will ask this last question from our listeners. Uh, which of you was responsible for the assassination of JFK? It was a collective effort. <laughs> <laughs> it was a group thing. It was a group thing. We were all it there. at the same time, but everyone missed. We're all there on the grassy knoll. We just have deceptively young voices, that's all. Yeah. We all yeah. shot him in this, and then the actual gunman killed. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. All five of us fired and missed, and then he was further that's along. That's essence of Cloud Five. <laughs> that is exactly it. That's how we got the inspiration for the show, it was the murder of John F. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah we were like, we, we, like we all missed, and we were like, wow, we should make a podcast out of this. <laughs> yeah. This week in weird. If you could steal one thing to sell for profit, what would it be? Young child. <laughs> what does it mean? No, it can't be Gungus. It has to be a real steal thing, Joe. At least one child. At least one. If a steal to sell for profit, uh, Bitcoin. All ah, now, okay. what am I selling for profit? What is the most expensive thing in the world? We talked about that on the podcast before. It was actually antimatter. Yeah, oh, I would. Yeah. I would steal all the antimatter and then resell it to society. How do you actually? Can you even pick it up? Yeah, I swear, doesn't it annihilate when you touch <laughs> anything? Brandon yeah, it does. So confident in that. Can you even pick it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> yeah, I've done, done it before. Stick like, it in a sandwich times. bag, George. Yeah, you're so right. Ziploc <laughs> bag. You're fine. No. It- uh, well, no, you can't pick up. George is right. Antimatter does annihilate everything. Shut it touches, up, so Jack. I've maybe got that a sandwich is not the bag. Best. No, that's not sandwich bag, Jack. Maybe that's not the best. The best option. He's got a green poo bag. Pick yeah. up well, like that. Oh, I love those. Well, can I? Let me read you this this headline. Maybe you'll reconsider. This is from the Guardian. Canada's maple syrup heist thief must repay millions for sweet stolen goods. I love maple syrup. I don't know if you love it as much as this guy, because this guy stole 9,571 barrels of maple syrup right under the nose of the, the, the <laughs> distributors. How? How, wh- How do you do that How? and get away with it? Well, let me read you this, this article. From the Guardian UK, perpetrators siphoned syrup from barrels stored in Quebec's strategic maple syrup reserves and replaced it with water. Strategic oh. maple syrup reserves. I love Canada. Yeah, as yeah, like in case all of the maple syrup runs out, we have to we have <laughs> to have reserves. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the seed bank, but like yeah. maple syrup. <laughs> How can we call ourselves Canadian? They bring martial law and they run out of maple syrup. Uh, hold the door. Brandon has just put something in the Discord that needs discussion. What the hell is oh that, God. Brandon? I don't know. I just googled maple syrup urine and this came up. <laughs> of course you did. What, Brandon? What is it? It's maple syrup urine disease. I've heard of you that like before. Piss maple syrup or something. This is a natural NHS article. I've, I've, yeah, yeah, I've heard actually... of it before. Oh god! It, oh god! Oh god! Oh, it's god. awful. Sweet smelling urine and sweat. Oh. Mm. Oh god! How do you get it? Is it dangerous? Too much you protein. You have to chug like a shit ton of maple syrup. Oh my Oh, it's gosh. the meat sweats. No, no. It's it's like the meat sweats. If the meat sweats could kill you. Oh, it's like deadly meat sweats. Anyway. On Thursday, Canada's Supreme Court ruled that Richard Vallier, the mastermind behind, quote-unquote, the Great Canada Maple Syrup Heist, is required to pay back the full amount of the syrup he stole and then sold, not just the profits from his crime spree. Uh, Starting in 2011, a group of thieves covertly siphoned syrup from thousands of white metal barrels in warehouses rented by the Federation of Maple Syrup Producers, an organisation that controls nearly 80% of the world's maple syrup supply. 
Knowing that the barrels in the strategic reserve were inspected only once a year, the thieves replaced the syrup with water. Because the Federation controls the sale of syrup in Quebec, the illicit product was transported over the border to the province of New Brunswick, where it was packaged into smaller batches and sold to both legitimate buyers and black market exporters. Can you fucking imagine, like... It's like a shady, like speakeasy, like in a in a in a fucking film yeah. or something. And he comes down. And he's like, "Yo, have you got the stuff?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he opens his trench coat. And it's just full of maple syrup, just it's, glistening. It's, it's, it's not in barrels. It just kind of just sludges out. It's just loose maple <laughs> syrup <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got away with it uh, until uh, 2012. So he got a whole year of siphoning. Maple syrup. After an inspector noticed some barrels were empty and others were lighter than they should be, the Federation then realised that 9,571 barrels worth nearly 18 million Canadian dollars had been stolen from under its nose. Wow. Uh How did they catch the guy? Uh, I don't know, but they arrested 16 people in their investigation, including Valier as the group's leader, and they also seized two forklifts, tanker trucks used to transport the stolen product, and four huge kettles used to boil the syrup down. The, th- the theft has become uh, an episode of the Netflix show Dirty Money, which I haven't watched, but uh, if, if that is about the Great Canada Syrup Heist, then I'm going to fucking watch that ASAP. Damn. I love syrup. I actually do. I used to um, go down the middle of the night and drink it out of the bottle. Did you really? Oh, nice. That's a... that's so maple good. syrup. That, that's tough. Yeah, maple syrup. Do you have maple syrup urine disease? <laughs> I did. <laughs> what would you do if, like, you woke up one day and all you could urinate was syrup, but like the really like a molasses it. kind of consistency? Oh it god! Well, like the great mal- it, dude. It'd be like the great molasses oh, flood. That's what it would be oh, like. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I just drink it because then, like, it wouldn't be a flood because it'd be in my mouth. <laughs> But Joe, you, Joe, all the gungus is in there. Gonna intermingle <laughs> the gungus. <laughs> oh, incredible. Anyway, in in 2016, Valier was found guilty of fraud, trafficking, and theft, and sentenced to eight years in prison, the harshest penalty handed down to those involved in the heist. The judge fined him 9.4 million Canadian dollars based on the value of the syrup he was able to sell. Valier was given 10 years to make the payment or face a further six-year prison term. Bloody hell. His time behind bars in a maximum security facility appears to have left him shaken. At his hearing, Valier told the board he saw a guy get killed over a pair. A fight over a pair. <laughs> That's an actual quote. What's wrong with Canada? Valier's lawyer, Julie, uh, Julie Giroux, told reporters that paying back such a large fine would be difficult. You don't say. Mm. 9.4 million Canadian dollars. Imagine if he paid it back in syrup. Oh, that would be incredible. What, like, teaspoon for teaspoon? And it counts out. We just takes out his credit card, sticks it in, like, their, um... In their slot, and then it just starts pouring out. Sticks it. Oh my god! Well, like in the court, they just got like a, a, a like a a, a, a syrup <laughs> slot. They have yeah. to just pour it down. Everyone's all of got it. A syrup well, it is slot. Canada, so yeah, you're right. Everyone's got a syrup slot. Do you guys want to hear about some of the weirdest <laughs> heists in history? No, no. I'm joking. I would love to. What is the weirdest heist in history? The, well, I've got three of the weirdest ones. Um, I want the weirdest one. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the weirdest, Jack. The statistically weirdest weird. one. The beehive heist. What did they steal? Oh, God, I don't know. In January 2017, Dangerous. hundreds of hives were Gunkers. stolen from a beekeeper. <laughs> Just, no, come on. Stop saying gunkers. <laughs> I'm trying. Words keep slipping out my mouth along with the gunkers. Oh, the gunkers. Bloody hell. 
Joe sat there like a like a <laughs> hamster, like chief <laughs> stuffed with Gungus. Done all over my computer. He's got major Gungus. Oh, right. That's so <clears> funny. The beehive heist. In January 2017, hundreds of hives were stolen from a beekeeper just north of Sacramento, California. This is an area flush with almond trees which need to be pollinated, and anyone with a bunch of bees can charge top dollar for that service. Eventually, the case led police to a suspect named Pavel Tver- Tveretinov. It's a very American oh. name. Who was in possession of t- 2,500 allegedly stolen hives taken from throughout the area worth an estimated $875,000. Oh, he had 2,500 hives. What does he do with all the bees? No, it probably keeps him in the hive, George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, they only flying <laughs> around going crazy at him. Yeah, it's not a bee movie. They want to escape. Maybe he had a specific hive room. Yeah, maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hey, Joe, like Joe is the only that. person, only person in the world other than Brandon that enjoyed that. I loved it. You get points for me, Brandon. I'm re- I'm considering removing a point. Oh no! Give no, a one please, ticket to Do it, Jack. Do it. Jack, remove, remove a point all you like. You'll still be losing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. Do you want to hear another heist? The Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion heist. What? They did not steal the Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion. They stole oh. things from from within them. Ah, oh. stole old building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In August 2018, more than forty thousand dollars worth of insects and lizards were taken from the Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion. It's oh. estimated that seven thousand animals were taken in the robbery, including warty glowspot roaches, tarantulas, and leopard geckos, all of which were likely heading to the resale market. This is the best part of this, right? When police arrived at the scene. Electric blue staff uniforms were found hanging from a wall, held in place by knives, signalling to police <laughs> that the theft may have been an inside job. Oh, God. Ooh. I don't like him. That's incredible. Yeah, Joe. Joe does not... Joe, Joe's gone on record many times saying that he does not like any animals. Care. It was Joe. I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> yeah, glad they've been taken. It's yeah. good. And then the final heist, the Wisconsin cheese heists. What do they steal? Oh my god, I mean, it is every time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. In 2016, Wisconsin was hit with three high-profile cheese heists, ranging from $46,000 to $90,000 worth of stolen fromage. Oh, fromage. (laughs) That $90,000 haul was composed entirely of parmesan. Oh, parmesan's quite expensive. Vince Christian of Wisconsin Cheese Mart told NBC News, the cheese pirates are back at it again. Well, not the bloody <laughs> cheese pirates. Not them. <laughs> the cheese pirates. Never mind the Somalians. This is, these are the ones you want to worry about. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. So, that's the end of uh, This Week in Weird. The cheese oh. pirates. Oh, I'm, I'm loving the food theme we've got going this week. It's... Yeah, dude, it's like Eastery stuff oh. going on. Lots of food, lots of eating. In celebration of the of the uh, soon coming end of Lent. And the death of... Uh, wait, no, sorry. No, Jesus, Jesus will be resurrected. Is still alive. <laughs> yeah. My the bad. Extra death. <laughs> yeah. Jesus' second murder. Yeah, he just trips like a rock and dies. Now for our beloved Florida Man segment, <laughs> where Brandon guides us through weekly tales of the utter fruitcakes across the pond. Yes. For the latest in our forays into Floridians' frequent follies, Brandon brings us this week's Florida Man. Right, lads. So I've got a nice one to start off with, and then I've got and then I've got some really funky two parters. Oh God, it's like a saga. Yeah, you got spot. You got you got you got to spot the theme. Okay, 
Well, the first one isn't part of the theme, but it's still funny. Aww. So, <clears throat> Florida man trying to flee from deputy on foot trips over his own feet and rummages through his backside, tossing drugs. Rummages <laughs> through what? Sorry, sorry, that, sorry, sorry, that took a real, that took a real turn that I wasn't expecting. You're like, Florida man trips over his own feet. I was like, oh, that's kind of, that's not really that good. And it was <laughs> like, really and then starts like rummaging in his own arsehole. <laughs> he, he emerges in the cavity and starts throwing drugs. <laughs> wait, wait, that wasn't like he tripped and then, like unconsciously, he started doing. It. Yeah, it's just like it's a, it's a reaction. He has to instead of it. yeah, instead of throwing out his hands to stop himself from falling, he just shoved them both betwixt his cheeks. Yeah, yeah, nice use of betwixt. So basically, deputies observed this guy driving this car, and with their number plate checker, they realised his licence had expired in uh, 2019, so they tried to do a traffic stop. If that's the reason he got stopped. And yeah, because his and, driving and... was. And basically, um, he tried to evade it. So um, when he saw the uh, deputy at his home, he tried to flee on foot and tripped. Um, and when they tried oh, no. to secure him, he resisted it. Secure him, of course. And then, and then basically, the he, rum- he rummaged through his bum ass. and started right. chucking out uh, baggies of meth. But did he do that in front of the police officers? If like, if it, if it's not on his bum, then it's like not his or something. Yeah, he thinks he can distance himself. It's a bit too late to distance yourself from the product. He was in the back of the car being taken. So he thought, oh, you know how I'm going to like help myself and um, I could not have any evidence on me. I'm going to take these baggies out of my anus and put them on the back seat <laughs> of the police car. Oh, my God. So <laughs> what is it going on with in Florida at the moment? There is like, because we've had Sharp Bang Adams who kept meth in his penis. And now we have this guy <laughs> yeah, who Logan. has stored it all in Logan, who stored it all in his bumhole and immediately dr- like pulled it all out in front of the police officers like it was going to help him. Florida's mental. We can say like Cloud5 advice here if you are cloud storing five advice. cloud five advice, advice so this is we're like an agony aunt situation right yeah uh, we've, if... we've we've opened a new helpline uh, yeah yeah in case anyone we'll support is, is you through all your crises first yeah. bit of cloud five advice i can give you is if you are carrying illicit substances in your rectal cavity the worst thing you can do when confronted by police is to get it all out in yeah. front of them keep it in there next time that's whatever because they will not look in there it's very unlikely they will. Don't they get extraed in the way in though? Sometimes. Oh, do they? I don't know how it works in Floridian police to be stations. Fair, he might not. He might not have done like if he was only getting checked for his license. Like, what if he just randomly just searched his name of cabs? It's the fact that he thought that it was going to help him to just like just get it all out, flush it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what I don't know what his thought process was, but that's a great Florida man, Brandon. And thank you. All right, next one. Florida man steals parrot from Venice pet store by putting bird in short's pocket. Oh my god. <laughs> so a man with Disney tattoos was arrested after he stole a parrot named Lapis from a Venice pet store last week by Crazy. putting the bird in his shorts pocket and leaving. He literally came in at about 2pm, picked up a bag of birdseed, opened the cage, removed the parrot, put it in his pocket and left. <laughs> it's so great that the article also pointed out that he had Disney tattoos. That's his identifying marker. Yeah. He's- his arrest report says he has tattoos of Cinderella's castle and Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Do you think he likes them? No. I think he likes Disney. Do you think he's a fan he of Disney? He hates Disney, that's why he stole the birds. So <laughs> they're, they're the faces of his enemies, so he can never forget Shh. them. Luckily, <laughs> like Lapis the parrot. 
has been recovered and is now back safe. Good. I, I was hoping they wouldn't have to fish out mangled parrot from inside, yeah. his, like a parrot burger from inside his shorts pocket. Okay, and then this is the second parter. Right. Police in Florida get a nine one one call because this person has basically heard like horrific chilling. Let me out. Let me out. Cries. <laughs> and, yeah, oh um, God. And and obviously the the police are um, concerned and they show up and. Yeah. Florida man's parrot is screaming, let me out, let me out, and the police have to visit his home. Oh, oh wow. wow, another wow. parrot-related story. Yeah. Wow, no parrot is safe in Florida. When a Florida neighbour... N- new one, Florida neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> a, new, a new template. So, when a Florida neighbour heard those chilling cries, the logical next step was to call 911. And when these uh, sheriff deputies pulled up and confronted the man... They noticed the man's car, which was actually his wife's car, was on block, so it wasn't being used. In a minute, the mystery was solved. The man walked inside and returned with his parrot. That's sick. Amazing. Amazing. Had he taught his parrot to say Because parrots can't just start speaking no, English. No, they did do. He, he must have taught his parrot to they, do they, that they, as a They joke. just copy stuff, don't they? No, yeah, no they, 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 they just learn it. As yeah. soon as they're, like, born, they just immediately speak fluently. There's a video. I can't. I can't find the video. But there's a video. Of the parrot clearly saying "Let me out" and letting heart wrenching. No, but if it groans. if it's copying stuff, then is it not like copying something from like in his basement or something like that? Yeah, that's that's what, that's my point. Is that they don't suddenly magically like he he. It's not like he's the parrot has heard him say the words "Let me" and "out" on separate occasions and, and has pieced them together. It's that he is that parrot is imitating something. So. I think that's suspicious. It's all being explained. Okay. So basically, uh, this Florida man was changing the brakes on his wife's car, and he had his 40-year-old parrot, Rambo. The parrot is 40. Whoa. So this parrot, 40 years old, called Rambo, was sat on his outside perch where he sings and talks. And then sometime later, four police officers showed up saying a neighbour called in because they heard a woman screaming for help. And then they were promptly introduced to Rambo. And apparently, sometimes Rambo yells, help, help, let me out. Something he taught him when he was a kid and lived in the cage. Oh, weird. so he's just, That's you know, from from 40 years ago, he's just <laughs> shrieking, help, let me out. That sounds like a, a cover story it does, to me. yeah. What That's what I'm thinking. It's kind of I'm sus. suspicious. Well, great. That, that's an amazing uh, trio of Florida men. Two of them follow a, a vaguely similar theme, but uh, and that's the very theme exciting. Is parrots, Jack. Parrots, and uh, there's no creature more Easter-like. The Easter parrot. I love parrot. a holiday parrot. <laughs> yes, I do. I. He delivers delivers eggs to everybody's houses. The, the Easter, Easter parrot in Florida, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, in Florida. Easter parrot. <laughs> Also, this week in weird, have you guys uh, ever been on a diet? No, no, mm-hmm. but it is bulking season. It's bulking so. season. <laughs> it's bulking season. <laughs> it is. Bulking season is a diet. It's also a lifestyle. Wait, is that right? a thing? I've never heard bulking of that. Bulking season is every season. <laughs> bulking season is <laughs> life. I'm constantly yeah. bulking. I'm the amazing bulk. <laughs> the incredible bulk. <laughs> I had to be on a lactose-free diet after I had the issues. Oh, <laughs> the runs. <laughs> after what? the incident. <laughs> the Frankie and Benny's oh, incident. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, was, I, I remember what the horror. Tell us. I, I, oh. No, it's best not to, to relive it, George. I still get nightmares. Yeah, I ordered some very milky, creamy... Um, <laughs> 
it must have been pasta or something. Oh, it was foul. And I, I ate it all, and then I started to feel the it runs. in my bowels. And I, and I just have like this vivid memory of me sat on the toilet, like erupting. Well, uh, um, Brennan, I'm sorry to hear that you. I'm sorry, less sorry to hear about the diet, and more sorry to hear about the event that caused the dieting. But it is the the, the end of Lent, so in the spirit of Easter, uh, I'm reading you this diet slash fasting related headline. Okay. Okay. This is from Screenshot Media, uh, and the headline is bizarre diet cult that lives without food and water caught its leader eating McDonald's. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. Blasphemy. Diet cult that lives without eating food or drinking water. Yes. Are they still alive? I have been down an absolute fucking rabbit hole on this one for this episode, right? I I had no idea how deep it went, okay? Do they still live? So, it's in a movement called Breatharianism. Right. Uh, also known as Inedia, which is Latin for fasting. Uh, and it's an American movement uh, founded by so. Wiley Brooks in the early 80s. And it preaches a sun and dust diet that has now become a core trend in pro-anorexia communities. So it's a basic, it's basically it's a movement. I don't even ask. Mm. It's basically a, a, a movement that advocates for not eating and not drinking and subsisting purely on the sun and like particles of energy in the air. Uh, and that is apparently right. how human beings are designed to survive. But this this right. this article goes all the way through, uh, and it's just incredible, right? This is a quote from Wiley Brooks. Breatharianism is a philosophy that believes that the human body, when it's in perfect harmony with itself and nature, is a perfect breatharian. You know, all the constituents that we need are taken from the air we breathe. There is only one thing that keeps the human body alive, and that is breathing. The food that we take is the same as any other thing we take into the body as it becomes a habit. In other words, eating is an acquired habit, just like alcohol or smoking cigarettes. But you can't live without. It just makes no sense. <laughs> right. It's just like incoherent. What? It, it gets better. It gets better. What's your favourite air particle? <laughs> I have many of them. I like skin particles. <laughs> oh, mm. In the air. Protein. <laughs> Yummy. It's bulking season. Dandruff. After all. Uh, yeah, uh, Brooks then went, ma- went on to make questionable claims like how breatharian mothers don't need to feed their babies who are born with the ability to survive on air and sun. He also believed that those who pass away during hunger strikes are killed by their death wish, not from starvation. <laughs> right. Right. In 1983, this man, the leader, was seen leaving a 7-Eleven with a Slurpee, a hot dog and Twinkies. <laughs> you know what? I don't oh, blame gosh. him. I don't blame him. <laughs> Trays of room service food, including chicken pot pie and biscuits, were found outside oh. his hotel room in Vancouver. Oh, no. Co-founder of the Breatharians. There's like a Shock. fucking power struggle going on in here. The co-founder <laughs> of the Breatharians, Lavelle Leffler who was, uh, 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 I I believe, his wife or romantic partner in some way. She accused her partner of sneaking junk food into his room after everyone is asleep. Uh, And when Brooks began losing followers, he responded with an accusation of his own against her. We were romantically involved. We broke up. Now she's out for revenge. What she says is a bunch of garbage, he claimed. (laughs) I go into 7-Elevens all the time, but only to buy magazines. I go to restaurants and to health food stores because my friends eat. No one can prove I've taken any food. Damn. So... Yeah, so he's give me, uh, give me one day with him, and I'll prove he can do anything. Do you believe him? Oh, okay, that sounds so weird. I don't believe him. I don't believe anybody who says they don't eat or drink. Well, no. then came the McDonald's fiasco. Oh no, not another fiasco. So Brooks believed right that 
humans aren't supposed to live in a third dimensional 3D reality. Instead, we're all fifth dimensional beings, 5D beings who are trapped on Earth, currently being sucked into this 3D world, which is why we feel the urge to eat 3D food. You still with me? Why? No, 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 I'm what? not. No, that's absolute <laughs> rubbish. First of all, what is 5D? And second of all, aren't we in a 4D world because the fourth dimension is time? Nah, the fourth dimension is booty. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> fourth dimension is booty, according to Brandon. <laughs> Go put that on my fucking tombstone. Let me get that tattooed on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth dimension is booty. <laughs> well, well, it gets it gets even fucking better because the leader was caught eating McDonald's. So he incorporated the American fast food giant into his philosophy, right? This is this is what he said. All McDonald's locations are apparently built on properties protected by 5D energies and spiritual portals. Apparently this is why Breatharians feel happier and at peace in McDonald's. He then went on to recommend his followers to drink as much Diet Coke and eat as many double quarter pounders with cheese as possible before they meditate, claiming that Diet Coke is quote-unquote liquid light and cows are quote-unquote magical fifth-dimensional converters who turn 3D food into 5D food. How? This guy's oh, a genius. Gosh. This guy's the head of the fucking cow. I don't know how this works. This guy's a genius. <laughs> you just say, Joe? He's, he's Joe's, Joe's writing this down. Five What's five his name again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where can I find him? Uh, and it's like this. It's this this consistent unraveling of his of this total ream of he's bullshit that he's answer. talking. He's one step ahead. No, he's five steps ahead. Five D. Five D steps ahead. Five Ds. Oh, Brandon, <laughs> come on. Well, there are only four of us, so Ronnie. Ronnie Lobster, get him over it. Well, yeah, Brooks's Institute has set various prices for prospective clients wishing to learn how to live without food. Prices range from a hundred thousand US dollars, with an initial deposit of ten thousand, to one billion dollars to be paid via bank wire transfer with a preliminary deposit of a hundred thousand. I think it might be a scam. Do you reckon? Well, that's for a, a session yeah. called an immortality workshop. And uh, these charges are typically presented to, as limited time offers exclusively for billionaires. What would you spend your money on? That or BitConnect? BitConnect, Bitconnect. obviously. BitConnect. Would I rather get an immortality workshop from a charlatan or buy Bitcoin from a charlatan? I, I really don't know. But uh, what are your thoughts on breatharianism, guys? You think it's... Uh... You think it's fun? I think it's real. Guys, <laughs> upon, upon, upon reflection, I think it's the way that we all need to live our life now. Yeah. Um, Plot twist, Luke is actually doing his science corner about how humans can live without food. Because I think I'm about it, because like, when you don't eat, you just feel so full, don't you? Yeah. yeah. You never feel the urge yeah. to eat when you're not eating. So. When, no, 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 when... but George, this is the problem, right? This is what he's saying. He's saying that the, the, the urge to eat food, like what we experience as hunger, is essentially the same as like a craving for a, a cigarette or something like that. It's a, it's a withdrawal symptom it's a habit right right it's, it's not the body telling you it's dying no that's not what it is right so that's how you can see that this kind of and this is the mentality of cults right this is how their leaders are able to fool so many people into thinking and believing crazy things if you get the right philosophy and the right core belief you can convince people that rational things only prove the point that you're trying to make you know what i mean so arguments against the cult only prove it so it's like how you say if you say like oh no everybody outside this cult wants you to think that the cult is evil therefore everybody outside the cult who says that cult's a maniac what are you doing get out of there while you still can that's just fuel to the fire that just proves the point yeah that's true he's just adapting 
rational stuff and using it as an argument as to why the cult is right. Just sounds like people without booty. <laughs> right. No, Again, no, no bitches. <laughs> no, no bitches. <laughs> no sustenance. <laughs> no food. No gungus. No food. Uh, uh, he's got zero gungus. So we talked about cults and stuff before on the show, right? We talked about the guys who the, the foot reading cult, and then the, the guys who are naked and like cause anarchy wherever they go, and then the, the we talked about uh, the cult that like leaves um, symbolic landing strips in their nation for uh, America to come and bring them stuff, and we also have talked about the cult that worships Prince Philip. Where does Breatharianism rank in the like weirdness factor? Wait, who are the Prince Philip cults worshipping now? Uh, I believe I read a news story that said they were expected to transfer their worship to, I think, Prince William. Sounds kind of sexist to me, not going to lie. Well, because they're because the reason they were worshipping Prince Philip is because they believed he was he was a figure from their mythology, oh, a male right. figure from their mythology. That's why. But where where do you think where do you think Breatharianism ranks on the on the crazy scale? Six out of ten, I'd say. Uh, at least a solid five. That's quite low on the. I was gonna say like seven. Yeah, I was eight, gonna but... say eight. Yeah, I mean it's it's a special kind of fucking loopy, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm hungry, Joe. That's just a craving. That's just a. That's just a. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe. just a habit. It's an acquired God's habit. Sake, Joe. I'm gonna just hold my breath until I start feeling hungry. You should start just start feeding on the energy in the air. I'm just gonna hear a thud again. But then I get a full because I have too much energy in the air. I'm just spoiled. Too much winner energy going on. Joe is Joe is the most well-fed of us all. What happens when the sun goes in? What do they do? Stuff. Well, I don't know, George. I really don't know. Uh, I think you've just poked a hole in his... his uh... The thing is, right, while normally cults seem to be fairly impenetrable in their, like, belief, this guy is very clearly bullshitting because he has been caught eating food at McDonald's. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, 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 maybe maybe so, he was just, you know... like, observing it. Did they actually see him eat it? No, Jack, you're wrong because... <laughs> He's he is actually holy ground. So no, you're right. It is five D food. It's hilarious to me that he instead of just like the 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 thing he could have done, he could have had some dignity by just saying, "All right, it was a load of fucking bullshit to extort money out of people. I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. I'll go to prison for fraud, whatever." But instead, he looped it back round and was like, "No, no, 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 McDonald's." That's a 5D location. Every McDonald's, it's all built on these sacred 5D sites. It's all fine. Yeah. Eat, eat, eat Big Macs. Do it. That's what you oh. gotta do. It's hilarious. I love Big Macs. Did any of you try the chicken Big Mac? No. Uh, no. I. In no. fact, it was only there for like uh, a few days, and then they were like, "Oh, we're actually out of chicken," because they, 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 they were so. Apparently, they were so in demand that they just stopped doing them. It apparently, wasn't very good. Really? I don't oh. know. Can't can't be as good as the Double Down at KFC. Oh. So true. That is the fucking best burger in the world. They released like the grand Big Mac and it was like Big Mac on Big Mac on Big Mac. (laughs) Well, like a Scooby-Doo sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) You eat it and you die. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it was. It's like a cream bun. (laughs) Paying for death, McDonald's. (laughs) But it's a suicide burger. Yeah, you will die. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea that that you will die is the tagline for the burger like (laughs) in the advertising. (laughs) You will actually it's die. Like, it's not ambiguous. Like, it's not like you <laughs> yeah. could die. It's not like a voice. You will die. Come and try the grand Big Mac at McDonald's. You will you actually die. die. We're not even joking. You will it's perish. Like a heart attack grill. <laughs> yeah. That's not guaranteed to kill you, though. McDonald's is selling porridge now. Would you, would you, would you eat McDonald's, McDonald's porridge? porridge? No. My diet porridge. Oh, I bet there's some absolutely foul garbage in there. 
Oh, they're also selling yeah. crispy McFillet. I love McFillet. McBurger. Anyway, shall we shall we continue with the podcast? <laughs> Do you not want McBurger? Uh, yeah, M- McNapkins as well. McGungus. <laughs> McGungus. Joe's favourite. Now, for a more erudite experience, our regular scientific segment, presented by our very own Luke Potter, Lord of the Science Corner. What do you have for us today, Luke? I have a couple of things for you today. One of which was, I got I got an email the other day from Nature, being like, yo, Luke, you gotta see this. Wait, nature, email, email from you. the from... concept of nature. <laughs> no, no, Mother no, Nature no, is no, in direct no. contact. I received a no, sign no. from God, from the Earth, Mother <laughs> Earth. Sorry, I should have been more specific. It's the it's the publishing um, company Nature. You know, like people post in Nature, like the scientific. Oh, did we fucking sponsored? No. Oh, oh. I'm sponsored. No, I'm joking. Yes, oh. Science Corner only is sponsored. <laughs> Why wouldn't they want to sponsor the McBurger? She will die. You will die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. No. So anyway, it's like a little review article. And it, it, it's it's titled "Expect the Unexpected in Space Microbiology," and because it was like I remember talking about was it tardigrades in space? I yes. too remember talking the about tardigrades in space. Oh, the tardigrades! In Wait, we have to smoke them up. They're coming. <laughs> well, anyway, this was talking about uh, another study where um, so on the International Space Station there was um, a species of this uh, microbe. I'm not actually sure what it is. I don't know whether it's like a bacteria or whether it's just a protist or something. But it's 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 a Deinococcus species, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nice. That's the it's same. Cock, that's yeah. the same species you were talking about in a, in episode three. This was ages ago. I love Dinocock. I'm not sure it was because I swear I was talking about the tardigrades back then, and these are now you did, else. but you also mentioned. I promise you, you also mentioned uh, Dinococcus something, and I remember telling you to call it Dinocock fungus, and you said, um, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> okay, so what's up with this kind of Dino fungus? Well, a recent study has realised they. So they put them on the outside of the International Space Station, right? And then these organisms aggregated, so their cells aggregated together in small clumps. Um, and it's and it's found that they um, survived radiation exposure at up to 200 times the amount on Earth and survived a total of three years in space. Whoa. Um, by, by um, three what? fucking years? Wow. Yeah. This was like... Um, well, just, just by being on, on the spaceship? This was just on the outside of the spaceship. Whoa. Um, and so this has now raised big questions being like well if we're taking like ourselves or like plants or anything up into space do we need to like have have uh, things in place that will take for example like the bacteria and stuff off of our skin because if we bring bacteria to space set up i don't know like a space station on mars or something mm-hmm. uh, and then you know these bacteria survive radiation uh, and then mutate and then become really pathogenic and kill everyone you can't get rid skin. of bacteria about space anti- what, and what space are you, what, what are you saying, Brandon? You can't. Brandon, get rid of you're bacteria. talking fucking drivel at the moment. You can't oh, get rid of bacteria it. ever. Bacteria is no, everywhere. No yeah, but I you can. No, no, no. But how do you, Brandon? Bacteria enters the body and causes <laughs> illness. How do you think they fucking get rid of it? They don't. Soap. You just they don't. They just die. Yeah, you drink <laughs> hand gel. It's probably one percent still there. I'm afraid. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Space antibiotics. How do you how do you get rid of bacteria? The main way is to just get rid of their um, cell walls. So that's what I'm pretty sure most antibiotics do. They like break down the cell walls, and then you know without the cell walls, they can't survive general 
like just generally the body it. because there's nothing actually protecting their cell anymore and they'll just burst. <laughs> there is another class of antibiotics and I can't remember what they're called, but they do some Sus. more cellular things. Is this science corner or not, Luke? <laughs> this is science corner. Call yourself Lord of the Science Corner. Moron. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. More like peasant of the science corner. <laughs> Janitor of the science corner. I'll, I'll become get. chocolate I'll become Janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so that, that little article was just uh, to say that, you know, a possible solution to um, this, this, you know, this problem of organisms growing on the astronauts being pathogenic or whatever, astronauts might need to undergo a quarantining period when they come back to earth wow oh so like like, like on, space Luke. space virus virus in space there could be space viruses you're right do the little bacteria do they come from space or do we take them up to space now nah, they come from space from the well, ship. so there have been there have been studies at the moment haven't there and they're like taking soil samples from different moons and stuff i swear unlike mars and then they're looking at them seeing if they've got microbes on but the the problem is is that now that we've seen that these species can survive in space are they picking up bacteria that have already been in space or are they picking up bacteria that uh, we've put in space okay. and then collected from uh, the ground okay just take up no bacteria easy it's our face mask you're right you're, you're right brandon let's just don't just don't just don't give them a seat so like <laughs> uh, yeah calm. don't give bacteria seats yeah. I think it's kind of awesome, Luke, that we, you, this is the first like science corner that has actively built on a previous science corner because this is the the second time in Cloud Five history that science has marched on about something we've talked about in an episode before. the The other time we talked about it was when we were talking about that that chameleon that was supposed to be the smallest, uh, yes. and then another one was found, uh, and we talked about yeah. that. This this time. We've talked about Dinococcus before. Uh, Do you and know now... what I want to talk about in the next one, then? I want to bring back the bonobos. Oh, oh, no. Brandon, we're never bringing back no, the bonobos. I hope that the, the science about bonobo orgies never changes. No. no. I, I hope, hope it it's always the same. In a more orgy it evolves way. into a whole different orgy-type system. <laughs> it's underwater <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying out new positions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so to the to the like the main section of the science corner, um, I I saw this uh, earlier today, and I was like, no, I'm doing science corner on this, and it ties into like the Florida man thing, mostly because it's just set in Florida. But basically, <gasps> in in Florida, there's been like these mass releasings of genetically engineered mosquitoes. Oh my god! Because, <laughs> yeah. So why so are they this... are they culling their like the civilians? Like why are they doing that? <laughs> They're killing them all. Massive <laughs> The purge has begun. There's this specific mosquito species in Florida that has um, in recent years been quite problematic in spreading uh, many diseases like yellow fever and, and like the Zika virus. Um, oh, shit. Oh, isn't that the one that gave like the kids weird heads? Yeah. And, um, and so basically, Sorry, hold on. Sleep. Back up. What? <laughs> You've not seen that, Jack? No. The Zika virus. No. Oh. What is... No. It gives kids like giant heads. Like, you know, like, no, no I'll, like, send you, I'll send you a picture. Oh, is this going to depress me? Flattering picture. Oh, God. Brandon, what is it going to be? Sorry, can I also say that um, while we're uh, kind of momentarily diverted, while Luke was talking about his science, as is typical of the Science Corner segment of the show when people just start getting tired and chaotic, (laughs) Brandon has posted into the Science Corner Discord... uh, a uh, the word dinococcus spelt dinococcus <laughs> like a latin word with 
with a picture of like rule 34 <laughs> dinosaur with an enormous penis Okay, so basically, um, these in in April last year, uh, researchers have placed uh, boxes of these genetically engineered mosquitoes, um, the the eggs, sorry, not like mosquito bodies, um, the eggs at six locations around three different areas of the Keys, which are like a series of islands that run from like the bottom of Florida and around a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, the tip of Florida. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> the glands of Florida, <laughs> the, the teat, Florida's teat. The flesh. <laughs> Florida's supple nip. Yep. And basically, um, only males will hatch from these eggs. Yeah! And, and the way that they're being genetically engineered... <laughs> Scary, <Sorry>. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the way that these um, mosquitoes have been genetically engineered is that, that they contain genes which disrupt their biting mechanism, so they won't bite. Like, males don't bite anyway. Only females bite. Oh, so it doesn't really... <laughs> They've well, made yeah. the non-biting males not bite... No, no, no. Hear me out. Smart. Hear me out. All right, the sorry. idea behind this is that the non-biting males will breed with the females, and they'll produce uh-huh. non-biting male offspring, which will, you know, survive, pass on the trait, and then they'll produce non-biting female offspring, which will die in the early larval stages. Why is this great? You may, you may shout, scream. Oh, tell me. I am, I'm howling <laughs> it from the rooftops. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in my ear. Um, so yeah, no. Anyway, so these non-biting females physically now cannot pass on these diseases because they're not actually biting uh, us or the people. People or the Floridians. Oh right, that's a shame. I like how Floridians were were separate category to people there and, and to <laughs> us, yeah, <laughs> us and them, us, us humans and then the Floridians. Yeah, and so unfortunately, this was this was met with a big outcry. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're gonna set in mosquitoes at us! Oh, we're gonna we're gonna die! Panic!" Um, <laughs> but fear not, fear not. Um, oh, you had me worried, Luke. This 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 mosquito so um, species. Population only accounts for about four percent of all of the mosquito species that are present within Florida and the Key Islands. However, they account for basically all of the disease spread in Florida. So, you know, oh. it's quite an easy. If they get rid of them, it's not going to be a massive impact on the uh, environment or on the ecology of you know Florida, but it will massively decrease the uh, disease spread. Good. Oh, really? And this actually occurred successfully. <laughs> with other insects in Florida that had apparently a lot smaller of a backlash, such as the the diamondback moth. Uh, no, sorry, that was in New York. That wasn't in Florida. Oh Just right, okay. Don't lie to me again. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, do forgive me. Two out of ten this, sounds um, corner loop. I feel lying. True. This, this. <laughs> We've been demoted to the lies corner. You're the dunce corner now, Luke. <laughs> Now we're going over oh, to Luke Potter, Lord of the Lies corner. <laughs> yeah. He's been put there for lying again. Spreading misinformation. Yeah, once again. Propaganda. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty cool how they've uh, genetically engineered uh, these mosquitoes and how they're using all these genetics in then creating uh, an ecological and medical uh, solution. Yeah, that is really, really that cool. It is very cool. It's, a, it's quite terrifying about how um, how much sway humanity has on, like, genetically altering animals and how that's just a thing we do now yeah isn't it cool you know? we can just wipe out a species if we want to it's quite a recent thing though to be fair and we still don't really know what we're doing i don't think but it's uh it's interesting for the future yeah it'll be interesting to see how it you know if and when it bites in the ass ah unlike the mosquitoes unlike the mosquitoes are now all non-biting hell yeah yeah well it's amazing thank you so much for that science corner luke potter that was a great science corner covering two 
uh, topics. One of them, a previous uh, Science Corner topic, and the other new. Thank you so much for that, Luke. You are not welcome. Oh. Oh, you got data. I hope everybody at home has also, uh, who has also, I'm sure, missed all of our segments of the podcast. Enjoyed so far. I thought I've 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 been wondering as well, Brandon. What was that thing that you've been worrying about for two hours earlier? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We never we never got back to you about that. Oh yeah. So when I was on my geology trip, oh, no. it was late late at night, and we were having deep discussions. And when my friends asked me, she she turned to me. She was like, Brandon, for a million pounds. Would you have sex with a 94-year-old? Oh my god, Brandon Hatton. We're not talking about this on a fucking... This digital... Pro, we've, they said we, we have a what? digital footprint. Oh. And I said, I said to her, I was female. like, what... what I, oh, man, and I said, what are conditions? She was like, you both have to do each other, so you both have to... Oh, no. Nah, oh do my that. god, this is Science Corner. Luke, are you going to sit here and watch your segment be it's defiled? And I asked no, her, no. I asked her, like, is he healthy, is he clean? Apparently, if you pull back his... Um, Pull, oh. pull back his sheath, if you will. Brandon! <laughs> Apparently it's like a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so would you do it for a million pounds? No, I would not. That's, not. That is that is enough. Absolutely that is enough. It costs Ladies more. and gentlemen. You, oh my that's god. Dignity is everything. It's like a swamp. Do you know what? It would cost me that much in counselling after the fact. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll throw that lesson, that, that, that question to our listeners. And, uh, <laughs> a poll Oh yeah, Papa. No, <laughs> we're not talking you, about it. Ronnie, I'm talking to you. Would no. you do it? Don't speak to Ronnie. Ronnie, I am here. Ronnie's wife. Would you do it? <laughs> yeah, would Ronnie's wife do Ronnie and the 94 year old simultaneously? Instantaneously. <laughs> Enough now. Disgusting, Brandon. I'm sorry we came back to you. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for that, guys. I didn't obviously I didn't realise what was going to happen. We should have left that question to rot. <laughs> yeah. Just like, man. just like his foreskin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What is this? The bilge corner? Not doing that again. It's like it's like it's rubbing a, a fork on sandpaper. It's like De- degenerate corner. Oh. Shut your mouth. Enough. <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, for some trivia to end the show in our weekly segment entitled Factoids, where I read out three facts, two are true, while one is a load of bollocks. It is your job to identify the bollocks. (laughs) One is, in fact, Gungus. (laughs) One is not Gungus. All are Gungus. Uh, okay, so yes, this is a uh, this is a everyone's favourite two truths one lie game in which we identify which of the factoids is a bollock. A rogue bollock has been sprinkled amidst these facts, and uh, it's, it's your job it. to figure out which one is the bollock. This is a, a fan favourite and a favourite within the podcast itself, as you can tell from my fellow podcasters screaming the word bollocks over the last hour and a half. So let's start with our first. Factoid. Jack, oh I am listening. Factoid number one. <laughs> a book encouraging a no-food diet won a Nobel Prize. <gasps> that didn't smell bollocky to me. I don't know what that smells like. Factoid number two. An entire church was stolen in Russia. <gasps> you know what? An entire I, church? Yeah, I think that's probably true. And factoid number three. A Filipino Easter tradition is to crucify yourself. What? Yeah, okay, I'm going to say the fact. Joe, are we cause... betting on this one? Oh, We're no, not another man. wager. That's how I'm oh, no. 
<laughs> no, no, guys. Okay, if we're doing a wager, we have to actually act on the wager, right? Because every wager we've I made before where it's like, oh, you can post on my story or you can do this, blah, 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 blah. We're going to honour the wager this time, okay? So you guys choose... Choose your factoid, discuss your factoid, and then once you've chosen factoids, if you guys fall on opposing factoids, you can make a wager. Okay? So what do you guys reckon? I think it's the church. I think it's the crucifixion. I think it's the first one. I think, yeah, I think it's the first one as well. Okay. Oh, wow. Wait, right. So we are very uh, divided. I've got against my word before. I thought I could smell it, but it's in fact a bollock within a bollock, I think. So Luke and George, what do you reckon, what's your reasoning for the book Encouraging a No Food Diet won a Nobel Prize being the bollock? It just makes no sense. Yeah, this seem like they, they're true. Yeah. Even though it's the most believable one, that's why I'm choosing it. It's, it's a gut feeling. It is. It's within. It's, it's within the bollocks. Preternatural sense of the bollocks. Wait a minute. I, I need some. I need some uh, follow-up questions. Okay, Brendan. Yeah, sure. So the entire church goes missing overnight. Gets stolen. I can't. T- I can't give you more information. I just have to. St- I will just. But I, I would love to hear your like, thinking that, out loud here. Is that like the interior and everything within it, or is it the entire building? I refer you to the original wording of the factoid. An entire church was stolen in Russia. Oh. It, but is that? Is that? I'm going to stick with it. Brandon, Brandon thinks that the entire church is the bollock. Joe? Yeah, because people don't die. And people don't die. <laughs> you think that the crucifixion one is a bollock because people do not die. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Nice, I Joe. Ever. Well, okay, all right, so we've got we've got a fairly even spread. At least one of you will identify the bollocks. I can tell you that the bollock is factoid. Number one. Yes. No. Yes. yes. No. Yes. I knew it. So oh. no wager required oh, between wager. Brennan and Joe because you are both equally wrong. George and Luke, you both get a point. Huge dub. Oh yes, that's, that's a, a point, George. Dub. Me and you. Well, jokes on you two because I got two points. Surely he got one deducted. What for? What for? For, for guessing <laughs> for the wrongly. For the, for the grandpa story. Most disgusting. For the grandpa points. story. Yeah. Oh, I'm. No. Oh, don't tempt me. That kind of no, feels I evil to do cream. that. But I, I really no. would, would. To- I, I am going to deduct a point for that. No, I want my creamy. My. Creamy, I'm doing it. My creamy. <laughs> yes, Jack. I'm doing it. I'm deducting a oh, point. Yes. So oh, yes. it's equal between three out of four of you. Jack, you're still tonight's biggest loser. I am always a loser. Um. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the bollock first. We'll discuss the bollock. A book encouraging a no-food diet won a Nobel Prize. This is not true. The prize it won is called the Ig Nobel Prize, uh, which is a play on on the word ignoble, which means the opposite of noble. Um, it is a parody of the Nobel Prize designed to honour achievements that first make people laugh and then make them think. Uh, while it is a satirical award show, it does actually recognise genuine scientific achievements, just slightly offbeat ones. Uh, examples of Ig Nobel Prize winners range from the discovery that the presence of humans tends to sexually arouse ostriches, wow. to the statement that black holes fulfil all the technical requirements for being the location of hell, uh, to research right. on the five-second rule. Ah, uh, These are all things that have won the Ig Nobel Prize. Do you follow um, the five-second rule? I, fi- I follow the five-minute rule. <laughs> it depends the five-hour rule. I, I follow the five-month rule. It does depend on the drop zone, doesn't it? To be fair. If it's on your kitchen floor, it should be alright. But if it's in like a, f- if it's in like a field, then... 
it's it's lost. The food is gone. Uh, <laughs> Sir Sir Andre Geim, who has been awarded an Ig Nobel Prize in 2000 for levitating a frog by magnetism, was awarded a real Nobel Prize in physics in 2010 for his work with the electromagnetic properties of graphene. So, you know, you can graduate from Ig Nobel to Nobel. Uh, which is very exciting. Anyway, the book that won the Ig Nobel Prize for Literature is called Pranic Nourishment, Living on Light. And it was written by an Australian author by the name of Jasmuheen, right? Not an Aussie name, you might have noticed. She was born Ellen Grieve and changed her name by deed poll after combining her knowledge of business and finance with meditation. Ah, God. smart. Yes, she was also awarded the Bent Spoon Award by Australian Skeptics in 2000, uh, and that's an award that is presented to the perpetrator of the most preposterous piece of paranormal or pseudoscientific piffle, um, which is uh, high praise for this woman. Um, I like this piffle. Yeah, I do too. Give me your piffle. The Australian television <laughs> programme 60 Minutes challenged Jasmine to demonstrate how she could live without food and water. The supervising medical professional found that after 48 hours, Jasmine displayed symptoms of acute dehydration, stress and high blood pressure. Jasmine claimed that this was a result of quote-unquote polluted air. Right. As filming progressed... Jasmine's speech slowed, her pupils dilated, and she lost over a stone in weight. Jasmine's condition continued to deteriorate rapidly due to acute dehydration, despite her contrary insistence. The doctor concluded that continuing the experiment would ultimately prove fatal, and so the film crew agreed with the assessment and stopped filming. Damn, what an idiot. She won. It was not conclusively proven whether or not she can live without food or water, but the, the medical professional seems to believe that she probably can't. I don't know for a fact. Something, something seems a bit off about that. Jasmine states that her DNA expanded from 2 to 12 strands to take up more hydrogen. Apparently the, the this is a, a thing that happens, but the extra strands of DNA have not been scientifically verified. And when offered $30,000 to prove her claim with a blood test, Jasmine stated, You cannot view spiritual energy under a microscope. <laughs> she claimed that such a, such a challenge would be a deliberate attack on her beliefs, and she refuses to act as an example of her alleged paranormal attributes. And she knows it will prove her wrong. Exactly, exactly. She's a she's a peddler of horse shit. She is. I am baffled. Pony I'm poo. absolutely baffled. I just don't even know where to start. People I know. like that out there. It's weird to believe. Mm. There are people, people who are, are this unhinged. that stupid. As of 2012, five deaths have been directly linked to breatharianism and Jasmine's publications. She needs some gungus. She does need some gungus. Yeah, that'll change her whole mind on, on accepting the nourishment. Her, what, what water percentage is gungus? Because she might not be able to have it. Oh yeah, gung uh, gungus is too much like food. You know when you have gungus, you have gungus. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jack, do you want some gungus? Not in the slightest. Uh, another factoid: uh, an entire church was stolen in Russia. Right, Brandon, this one tripped you up a bit. Yeah. Well, in two thousand and eight. Villagers from Komarovo in Russia stole a whole church. <laughs> Not They didn't just lift it off the ground and carry it back to their village, but it was abandoned at the time, so the villagers decided to take part in a unique side hustle by selling the house of worship uh, to a businessman for one ruble per brick. So wow. they, they would sell brick by brick. Uh, sold it away and uh, it doesn't appear the plan involved rebuilding the entire church in a new location which would be a better story uh, instead it seems like the bricks were to be reused for other building projects uh, the building was 200 years old 
and it no longer had its icons and other religious valuables and was a school for disabled children during the Soviet era <laughs> before it was closed down in 1998 and turned oh, over to the church. Oh, I, I laughed because I thought they just like went to this disabled kids school and just started dismantling it. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst they were all just still sat there like watching it happen. Like learning maths. And the villagers, they're just stripping it like locusts. <laughs> they're just taking everything. <laughs> they just keep taking. They're taking, like, the floor away from underneath them. <laughs> no more. Yeah, an entire church in Russia was stolen. So that is a true fact. And uh, the final factoid to uh, to close out the segment... A Filipino Easter tradition is to crucify yourself. Nice. This is true. Most Filipinos observe Holy Week in their hometown, placing palm leaves above their front doors on Palm Sunday to ward off evil. However, in San Fernando, to the north of the capital of Manila, some believers self-flagellate, which means whip themselves, or submit to being nailed onto a cross. Their thinking is that it helps purify them and cleanse them of the sins of the world. The Roman Catholic Church is not keen on the idea and has been actively trying to discourage this practice without much success. No pain, no gain, baby. Exactly. You're so right. Do you think crucifying yourself hurts? No. I don't think the nails to the hands is probably painless. Just just use like blue tack. It's probably got a smart a little bit, but I think not too bad. Yeah, what they should do is, Giovanni, you're so right. They should just cover the person in like head to toe in blue tack with no opening like or anything and then just catapult them at the cross and see what happens. Oh, you know what's really good in this day and age? Velcro. Yeah, they should use Velcro. (laughs) You're right. <laughs> this do, you, do you ever just like look at Velcro? Other bizarre no. Easter traditions include <laughs> uh, if you're a woman and you find yourself in the Czech Republic or Slovakia on Easter Monday, that's a very it relatable happens. scenario for everyone on this podcast. Not gonna lie, I was gonna go to Prague this Easter. Oh, really? I actually was. That's my what are you going to do in Prague? This is what he's going to do. If you're a woman and you find yourself in the Czech Republic or Slovakia on Easter Monday, it's probably best to stay indoors because local men and boys roam the streets with decorated willow switches, usually adorned with ribbons, looking for girls to lightly whip. Ah, what? the fiends. Oh. Yeah, the whipping is not intended to be painful, but instead is meant to encourage good health and beauty. I like a good whip. Do you? <laughs> George, was that going to be your sightseeing tour? That was... That was like number one Strike list some of women. things to do. Brilliant. Whip a lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the ideal, really. Ideal scenario. Uh, and then also another um, uh, Easter tradition is on Easter Monday, the residents of a town in France called Ho. Wow. Nice. Yeah, spelt nice. Uh, H-A-U-X. Not as nice. They usually crack more than 4,500 4, eggs into a gigantic pan to create a massive Easter omelette that serves over a thousand people. Wow. Would you eat the, would you eat the Easter omelette? I would partake in the eating of the omelette. How many seconds does the rule for the omelette have? <laughs> Wait, what if the, in, <laughs> if the entire omelette was thrown onto the ground? How many how long? seconds? <laughs> How long? How long would it be allowed? This the entire the entire town. Ta- if they drop the omelet, the entire town would just have to like lunge onto it like rats and just. They drop the omelet. Oh, you could imagine and... if like a kid fell into the pan. Like the guy who fell into the vat of chicken soup. <laughs> do, do you remember um, the presidential race? Like the guy running, Andrew Yang. I do remember Andrew Yang. Oh no, I know what you're going to say, Brandon. You you said this in the last in the other episode. Have you seen his chicken soup? Yeah, he just put he just posted a tweet that just said chicken soup on it. <laughs> and, it and, the, and the chicken soup does not look okay. <laughs> well, 
That does it for this week's episode of Cloud 5. We hope you've enjoyed our nonsensical ramblings and perhaps even learned something fun. If you have any questions, facts, corrections or silliness to send our way, you can contact us at cloud5cast at gmail.com, leave a comment on the Cloud 5 Podcast YouTube channel or tweet us at cloud5cast using the hashtag cloud5. This is just a one-off special episode, but hopefully we'll be able to get episode 14 to you in good time. Uh, If not, have a great Easter and uh, we hope to see you on Cloud 5 with us again soon enough luke take your microphone to university absolutely not i will never do that it cannot leave oh i'm gonna leave that into the podcast so that people know that if we don't do cloud 5 episode 14 in good time it is because of you it's all my fault it's you all your fault they would know and so you have to take it you you said that there would be that you wouldn't have as much stuff going on this this term so you have to take your microphone but also at the same time i do have exams but you said but you said. Yeah, you said. <laughs> you promised. I, said, I will give I you one of my cream buns. When did I promise? Brandon, you only Same get one cream bun, dude. <laughs> no, I get two. No, you don't get two. You don't. You got a point removed by me. And I'm claiming your point. Oh, we didn't We didn't do that. We didn't do who. What, who's the winner of today's Cloud 5 episode. What? How many points did everybody get? I got, I got five. Luke, I got, one. Luke got one as well. Brandon got one because he got, he got two for headliners and one deducted. <laughs> Joe got zero. So that means that the winner this week is uh, is me. Good night, everyone. No, uh, no, I hate oh, this. No. Good night, everyone. Oh, good no. night. No.